Welcome to episode 238 of the Thunder Underground podcast. Trent and Jason here, and this week we've got two of the members of Violent Victim joining us. Yes, we do. This is a good one, man. Yeah. It, are... felt, it felt good to get back into some local shit, some good shit. Uh, we had a good conversation with these guys. Yeah. It's long overdue, so yeah. glad yeah. it finally happened. Before we get into that, as always, we're sponsored by MedFarm and DEB Concerts. MedFarm is a dispensary located in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma at 24683 East Highway 51. We're just about a quarter mile past Anita Road. They're on the east. If you're going east on 51, you won't miss them out there. They've got a huge selection. Open Monday through Sunday, and I think Monday through Saturday they're open until 10 p.m. now, which is great. Hell yeah. So get over there, check them out. Check out that huge selection Tell them Thunder Underground sent you, and they'll give you 10% off your order, which is a awesome thing. They're always running other specials as well. If you follow them on Facebook or Instagram, you won't miss those. At MedFarmOK on Instagram, and the website's MedFarmOK.com. And Facebook, just look up MedFarm. That's P-H-A-R-M. Give them a follow and a like. And they've got a doctor on site every Friday and Saturday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., and 30% of their proceeds are going to help build no-kill animal shelters, which is really badass. And they are getting closer. Like we talked about last week, they've got land and a building purchased. They're just working on getting the funds now to get it set up. So if you go in there and buy yourself something, just know that a third of that profit is going to help do this. So that's even a better reason to go there than anywhere else. Love it. Hell yeah. So get in there, check them out, tell them we sent you. Also, DEB Concerts is a promoter located right here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. They keep bringing in some excellent music to the ideal ballroom, like Saxon, Sebastian Bach, Warrant, Bisto Blanco, Steelheart, Great White, Lita Ford, L.A. Guns. The list is pretty long, last in line just recently. Yeah. And this coming, where are we at now? About a week, it's a week, only a week and a half now. We've got Vixen and the Iron Maidens coming into the Ideal Barm on November 23rd. It's a Saturday night, so it's a perfect time to get out there for some great rock and roll. You know what you're going to get with Vixen and with Iron Maidens, you're going to get a set full of all the classic Iron Maiden tunes. Oh, totally. I've looked at their set list. They cover all eras. They even do Fear the Dark, all kinds of I great I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I want it to be a surprise. Well, I'm sure you know that you're going to get. Well, I'm yes, I'm the 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 the, the classics, the stalwarts, if you will. Right. But if there's any, you know, deep ones in there, I don't want to know. I want to be surprised. Okay, so. gotcha, gotcha. Down for five will be opening up this bill. They're an excellent band as well. So if you want to go to the show, which you should, you need to contact Down for Five. Get your tickets from them because you save a few bucks. There's no service fees when you do it that way. But you can also buy them at the door. So you have no excuse to not be out there. Eddie Trunk will be hosting this show. And it's at the Ideal Barm in downtown Tulsa. A great place to see a show. We love it. And on top of all that, DNB Concerts also promotes, you know, books a stage out at Rocklahoma called the DNB Processing Stage. So get on their Facebook and follow them. You can find out how to email them your EPK to get yourself on Rocklahoma. They they do they book four days worth out there. Yep. Thursday the pre party and then all three of the 
the main days as well. So you've got some chances to get on there. Yeah, definitely got to get on that. Yeah. So look, look into that if you've got a band and look forward to this show and we'll have more coming, I'm sure, from DB Concerts. Of course. All right. Before we get into some talk and a brand new single from Violent Victim, we're going to play another band. Let's do it. We're going to play a band right now out of Portugal. Because we're international motherfuckers. That's right. We don't, you know, maybe once every month or two we get a band out here from out of country, so it's always cool. And very glad to be able to play this one. This is a band called Nowhere to Be Found. This is called The Prey.
prey from nowhere to be found. Like we said, straight out of Portugal. Exactly. And, you know, like you said, if it's from overseas, the, the farther away, the better. <laughs> Usually we're going to play it. I mean, but this just works out even better because we dug it. Yeah. So. So you're saying a lot of stuff we don't dig? No. Is that what you're implying? You know what? Don't, don't, don't paint me in that corner. Okay. <laughs> you know what I meant. And everybody knows what I meant. So yeah. just, let's just go with it. This is a great song. Yeah. Really cool. And then, you know, on the side, fuck you. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I love that. It had that kind of Maylene and the Sons of Disaster vibe to it. Yeah, totally. I always love those those kind of bands, so. And with me, you know me, uh, it, it was new and modern sounding, but not douchey. <laughs> so, I appreciated that. Yeah. Big time. So, yeah, it was a win-win to play it. It really yeah. was. Yeah, look them up on Facebook and give them a follow. They're also on Reverb Nation. You can find this song and their other music pretty much anywhere you can find music. You know, Spotify, iTunes, all that great stuff. They've got a video out for it as well. So look that up and tell them we sent you. I mean, we've got a pretty good length talk here with Brax and Jimmy. We do. But before we get into that, I mean, there's a few. Yeah. Are we going to talk about a few things that came out or what? I think we should. One, because there there was a lot of different shit that, like... I don't know why. I mean, there's one or two good full records that came out this past Friday, but a lot of bands dropped some singles. Yeah. And that's something that I think we should kind of just spend a couple minutes on. Um, Seems like when you get towards the end of the year, though, that slows down some, but yeah, yeah, there was was a plethora of singles that came out this past week. And and I also want to say, because I want to mention now, because I don't want to, I don't want to take from our wonderful sponsor, DEB Concerts, but also on November 23rd, uh, local band Stellar Ascent is playing The Shrine, right. and we love them. We've played them on the podcast, and uh, uh, so we're going to try to kind of shuffle that around and maybe go see. We're going to try to we're going to try to cram all that in between the two of us, um, and I think that's important. So, yeah, it's going to be, uh, November 23rd will be a fun, busy evening for us. That's right. That's for sure. So, but, uh, you know, as far as you had Ozzy drop a single this past Friday, um, King Diamond, Kirk Winstein from Crowbar, because he's got a new solo record coming up, Sepultura, um, Jesus, I know I'm forgetting something. The Night Flight Orchestra. Night Flight Orchestra, yeah, fuck, I didn't even hear that yet, see? You get all these bands that are doing this, and the Josta with uh, the Josta Matt singles, Heafy. yeah, Matt Heafy, which that's a great song. It's called "The Contagion Is You." Yeah, that's a good one. Um, and then you got Agnostic Front dropped their whole album, yeah. which is fucking a hardcore, uh, uh, just masterpiece straight away. So, I mean, what's jumping out at you? What do you think? That's a good question. The Night Flight, you said you didn't hear it, just real quick. That It was just an instrumental thing, which is kind of odd, because I don't think they've done that yet. But it was cool. It just sounded like 80s soundtrack music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got I to go hear it. When we get done with this, I'm going to go listen to it. I'd be interested to find out like what the story is, like when the next album's coming, because they released the single Satellite, which was great, yeah, back in yeah, the it summer. Was. It's been like yeah. five months ago now. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the story is there, but... I mean, obviously the biggest one was Ozzy, the one that made the news and stuff. Yep. And I don't know. I mean, it was fine. I liked it, but it, see, it I've I've held back on the, talking to you about this because I want to talk about it on on record. So. Right. I don't. 
I've seen people saying they love it. I've seen people saying they hate the guitar sound and all this. Like, see, here's my thing with the guitar sound for Ozzy is I expected nothing. I didn't even know who it was. At, I mean, who was doing it until it came out. I didn't know Andrew Watt. I don't even know if it was announced. Maybe no one knew. But I don't, I mean, we did that Ozzy every album in a row. And when I went back and revisited those albums like Scream and Black Rain and stuff that I kind of blew off. Yeah. You know, I like stuff on them, but still I don't. Black Rain, I didn't care for. I didn't care for the guitar sound, and it's one of my favorite guitarists because yeah. it was Zach Wild mm-hmm. sounding like fucking Black Lives Society with Ozzy singing. Exa- exactly, and, you know. And I, I and I'm not trying to take away from your 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 take on it, but you know, I posted that. Uh, like John Stowe, a couple other guys replied to me and said that exact thing. Oh yeah, about you know this doesn't need to be a Black Lives Society record. Yeah, just because Zach is on it, right? And, and I, mean, I, he, I agree with that. That's a that's 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 it right there. But then he had Gus G, who's an amazing guitarist, and nothing <clears throat> of that like stood out to me as being I, as I great as you. anything with Zach or yep. Jakey e. Lee or Randy Rhodes, obviously. Yeah. But so to me, as crazy as this sounds, it didn't really matter who the guitarist was I, because I, know, I, I get that in a I, way. I had such. I didn't have low expectations. I just had no expectations mm-hmm. from a new Ozzy song. Yeah. You know, because I don't care if I ever hear, let, let me hear you scream or whatever it's called, or, you know, I don't want to stop or any of those songs. I don't care if I ever hear them again. Yeah. It's no, not like, right, it's yeah. not like they're bad. They just don't do anything for me the way Mr. Tinker Train or whatever does, you know, yeah, yeah. where it makes you fucking like, yes. So with that being said, it was cool. The chorus was cool. I liked that it. it wasn't as generic as I don't want to stop. You know, that's what I was expecting this to be. Yeah. I liked that it. it had a little bit of something to it. And, yeah, I mean, Andrew Watts, you know, obviously he played that guitar like an Aussie sound, but what we know of him is that he played California Breed, which was totally different. Mm-hmm. You know, so, oh, I mean, totally. obviously the guy's like totally versatile. Yeah, and, <clears throat> you know, okay, here's the thing, and don't, you can't bash me for this, because we all know it, even though we all might not want to say it, and you just touched on it. Everything after osmosis has just been, it's like filler. Yeah. And and I don't know whose fault that is. Whatever, Ozzy, Zach, whoever's writing, whoever's producing, I don't know, Churko, whatever. Who I don't know whose fault it is. But this is um it, but it doesn't matter because it's Ozzy. So anytime there's some new stuff, I'm gonna go, Okay, I gotta listen. It's Ozzy. Right. And I'm kinda like you, I'm like, Okay, what's this gonna be? Jesus fuck. What what, what are we what are we getting into here? <laughs> what's the score here? Same time. I don't know you. What's going on? Yeah. You can tread, you can tread slowly. And so this was, you know, and like I told you, I read, you know, Andrew Watt. You got Duff McKagan on bass, Chad Smith from Red Hot Chili Peppers on drums. And it was, uh, it was fresh. It was, it, it touched on, it touched on a retro thing. It touched on a Sabbathy thing without getting, you know, um, monotonous. Um, without getting just too cavemanish, like the whole if you're a guitar player out there, you know the da- the down tuned o three five six and back down and up, you know I mean which a lot of Aussie stuff became or whatever I don't know, but uh, and then the hook the fucking hook dude that's where it's at because whether I liked it or not I've been singing it in my fucking head all weekend. that hook yeah you know and and so there you go and that says something right there um it it sticks to your brain yeah 
So, uh, I'm, <clears throat> I can say now I'm, I'm excited to hear this whole record. And I haven't said that about an Aussie record since Osmosis. Right. And I mean, the fact that you know, I, he, he got two guys in this band that are obviously established in different areas than yep. what Ozzy usually sounds like. And they're both extremely good at what they do. And exactly. it, like that probably lends to what you're thinking. I mean, what you said, it's fresh and it gives me more. I want to listen to this album more because of the rhythm section now than I do. You're goddamn right. The fact that's that exactly it's Ozzy it. Osbourne. That's it. Dude. <laughs> it. Yeah. And so that's why I think, you know, we did an every album in a row. I think when this record comes out, we should do a whole thing on it, do a YouTube video, whatever. Uh, oh, of so, course. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to where this is going. And it's not that totally that far off. It's January, I think, is when they said it's coming out, right? Yeah, yeah, January. Yeah. At least we don't have to feel pressure to put it on our our top list of 2019. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Jesus, we were just going to do like a few minutes on all the singles. We just did a. Like five minutes on Ozzy. Fuck us. <laughs> but the Kirk Winstein single is great. That's like, for me, that's the next one I'd go to that I really liked. Yeah. Dream in Motion. Is that what it's called? Forgive yeah. me. Okay. I Which love is his cool. voice, the riff. There's there's a melody to it. It's cool because it's heavy. <clears throat> it's really heavy. But it still doesn't sound like Crowbar. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which is exactly what you would hope. You would, yeah. Because what's the point of him doing a solo album if it sounds like Crowbar? Yeah. And then... Uh, uh, Isolation by Sepultura. They dropped that. Yeah. That was a good one. And I haven't heard any really good fucking Derek Green Sepultura since Alex or whatever. Oh, yeah. Since Al- Alex, Alex, whatever the fuck that record's called. I don't <laughs> I know. I never knew exactly. But I really <laughs> dug that record. But ever since then, I'm like, I don't know. But this is a really cool song. So you hadn't heard the King Diamond song. No, I forgot the Masquerade to Masquerade and Madness, Masquerade and Madness. We're just going over these real quick, you know, if we can't remember, whatever, fuck off. But um, his, you know, his voice for, you know, his age and going through heart surgery, um, his voice is powerful as shit. Yeah. You know, that that his, his gruff vocal and then his falsetto, he can still pull it off. And there's some great twin guitars going in that song. Hey, they're back. He's right back. On. I mean, they're, they're on their tour right now. Exactly. Yeah, that's badass. Another one uh, that put out a single was Mustache. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, called Before a Grave. It's another song <clears throat> with Grave in the title, and it's a little better than Ozzy's. I won't. You've say. got you've you, okay. I got I got two things to check out now. When I when I get yeah. back here to my patio, yeah. thank you, Trent. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, we should talk. Well, maybe on the next, one, we should talk more about the Agnostic Front, just in, in a whole. Yes, because that's a whole other record. Because yeah, I've only listened that. to it once straight yeah. through, so I don't really listen wanna... to it a few more times, and yeah. we'll talk about it. I'm I'm okay with that, but it's a great record. Yeah, and 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 I got a cassette. Yeah, one of one hundred. <laughs> I'm a nerd. Hey, that's awesome. Yep, that makes it even that much cooler, right? <laughs> All right, so Violent Victim is here, but not only that, their debut single is being officially released this Friday. November 15th, but you're about to hear it now, right now, for the first time. It's being world premiered right here, so if you like this, you just listen to this podcast over and over till Friday. <laughs> Please. Yeah, so you can hear this song as many times as you want. But let's just get into it. This is the brand new song from Violent Victim called Before Creation. <laughs> Thank you. 
Before Creation, brand new single from Violent Victim. That song is five minutes and 40 seconds of just... Pure whoop-ass. Yeah, that's a good um, way to put it. I mean, I don't know. I, I I need to... I need to take a breather after I hear that song. <laughs> right. I need to sit down. Yeah. There's a... Like you mentioned, there's a ton going on, but it yes. it's in a good way and it all works. Yeah, I, I applaud that so much. I mean... One, that they can retain all that shit in their brains. And two, when you have a lot of like, a lot of shit like that going on and it doesn't sound like the shit's just going on for the sake of it going on. Yeah. Or just I mean, like, yeah, they pull that off. Yeah, beautifully. Um, <clears throat> and you're about to hear our conversation with, uh, Brax and Jimmy. Um, it was really great. You know, these guys are great. They own their shit. They know they kick ass, but they're also humble and, and, you know, open at the same time. It was so cool to have them over and talk this stuff out. Yeah, definitely. So, let's just hear it. Let's get into it. And here's Jimmy and Brax from Violent Victim. riser off the stage and set it right in the middle of the subwoofers so you don't have any monitors because you have the house sound coming at you that's, that's all yeah you hear it as it's coming out yeah it's okay. pretty cool uh, the drummer i think might have a monitor they put that monitor right behind him okay but and then they drop a curtain so it looks like there's just no stage you do all your pre-staging up on the split the curtain pull your drum set down take the other one out just come straight off the stage into the it's just a way for them to save money you know what yeah. I mean? Because Simon really, well, it's not he, save money. Well, the same Simon style. really, he has a quota that they have to meet in ticket sales and things like that for them to even open the doors a lot of times. And like last time when uh, Omni Zero canceled their release show and I yeah. was still trying to get the show going. Yeah, he was Pretty like, dude, unless you can, you know, make like 400 bucks in ticket sales, I can't even open the doors. I don't think it was, I mean, it might have been that much, but yeah. the, the floor show concept, so if it's guaranteed not going to sell out, they're expecting max half-cap capacity, it puts it so that people are uptight, and it makes it feel like yeah. a bar show, yeah. you know, where 50 I, people I show up and it's killer. Yeah. So, and that that's the idea. So once you get past, if you're not pre, too prima donna to have to have the stage, you know, <laughs> you, you can get past that, it's actually a good environment, and it's more it's fun, fun for the small shows. Yeah. And you still got the Vanguard sound. You just don't get the pictures that you want, you know? Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's really what it's about now. Come on. You don't get your social status up from these shows, that's for sure. But if you get a crazy enough crowd, I mean, that could oh, be yeah. cool. Sure, well, and if you sound... Photos out of there. <laughs> you, have the, you have that PA behind you, so you have the opportunity to sound really killer and prove what you're able to do on a really quality system. Because the PA is no different. Just no monitors because you're in front of the speakers. Yeah. So you don't need them. You get everything. Yeah, it's it's cool, I think, for improvement. <laughs> like, if you're listening to yourself and stuff like that through those speakers, too. Like, there's been a couple of shows that we've played there that I've been able to, like, critique and, like, be like, oh, man, I'm fucking up right there. I got to step it up a notch. You know what I mean? I got to put more power behind that or something mm-hmm. like that, you know? 
it's pretty cool. Like, because monitors, I don't even pay attention to them most of the time. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm screaming. I can hear it. Where are you rolling here? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know. I kind of figured since you guys didn't stop us talking. <laughs> I've learned if you tell people that you're starting and they just stop talking. Right. <laughs> Conversation <laughs> don't blow. Yeah. Sometimes people say shit they don't want on there, so then I gotta go back and cut it Right. Out. There might oh, be man. a little bit of that in there. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Well, we did the porch talk. That was mad shit talking. Yeah, they we were all just being. Uh, we, I, I still drank at the time, so we were all just drunk after. It was that. it was David, our <laughs> player's birthday. So yeah, yeah. We were all having a good time on there. We were all just. They had to edit so much out of that. Yeah. It was pretty funny. They were like, "Man, hey, they we like, did whole episodes where they're like, can you just can can we just not do that? Just erase the whole thing. <laughs> just cancel it.' And we did, you know." <laughs> Like, all right, you sat here for two hours for no reason. Yes, no. exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, that had to be one of the motherfuckers that talked the most. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. There was a lot of great stuff in that time. <laughs> it has, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Sometimes we all, our emotions get the best of us, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Castleberry says he has a show for us in December, but it's a big surprise. So Okay. We well, got that part out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a big surprise, that's true. No, I didn't say eight. what it was. There you go. You can just leave that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's at the Vanguard. We love working with that crew so much. And if they want us on the bill, we just, yeah. Yeah, he yeah, was you know, so. Yeah, for the most part, we'll just jump right on it. Like, if we're just absolutely not able to do it, that's really the only reason we want to accept a show there. Like, there's been plenty of shows. Like, David's foot's real fucked up right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He hacked it with a fucking lawnmower somehow. He, oh. he tripped over a uh, root of the tree, I guess, while he was mowing the lawn oh. and fell backwards and dragged the lawnmower over his foot. Of course. Yeah. yeah. So it, <laughs> he like the doctor's like, we can cut your toe off, uh, or if you want it, you can have it. It's just going to be stiff, but you'll be just fine without it. Wow. <laughs> so I think he kept his toe. <laughs> yeah, they had to. I think they recently went in and fused the bones back together. I mean, it was just. In a million pieces. Bloody mess. Wow. He sent us pictures, of course, at, right after it happened. Like, hey, look at my oh, yeah. foot. Yeah, I'm in the hospital. They haven't cleaned it yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. That's a pretty tough bastard to be able to do that, man. No, lots of morphine. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. That's, yeah. awesome. that's an ambulance ride. He was on some good shit. Come on, that's amazing. <laughs> that picture could be an album. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah we've, been, we've been trying to keep it. A little slower on the shows, like we were just now wanting to pick it up, you know what I mean, and play a lot more because we tried not to play too many back to back, several weeks in a row or months in a row. You know, we try to space it out a little bit so people still yeah. get excited when they come to see us. Plus, yeah. it took us like a year to, to record, record two songs. Yeah. So, I mean, everybody living in different zip codes and yeah. trying to come to Tulsa to Backshack Studios with Charles Ireland, it was a little. You know, working those schedules. Plus, we also, one of the songs before creation, the single we're about to release. Basically wrote it in the studio. Well, I mean, it was written, but nobody had learned their parts yet. We just finished vocals. I did a couple writing sessions with David and Tristan. And so the vocals had just been finalized, and we're like, this has got to be in there. So uh, everybody started learning. We're like, in the studio. Uh, Sorry, Charles. <laughs> yeah, that one took a while. <laughs> 
Isn't I think that's like one of the things studio guys are always saying, learn your parts before you come yeah. here. Oh, yeah, man. This, this was one where we had to explain beforehand, this song has got to be done this way, otherwise... Yeah. Because this is where the time was going. It ended up being a lot of fun for Charles, I think, though, because we ended up working on like melodies that you guys didn't even have, really. You know what I mean? And yeah. like harmonies, and you know, him as a producer was just like helping us piece it together. Even yeah, yeah, it, it was cool. Charles, I, I was really surprised. Jimmy, Jimmy, uh, and him were in Silver Screen Monsters together. Okay, and uh, so he recorded Silver Screen Monsters stuff too. So that was our first experience working with him. And, and really getting the chance to meet him outside of Gadget Sons. Yeah. Uh, his band. And, uh, dude, dude's killer. Yeah. He, he beyond impressed me with, uh, blew me away with what I was expecting him to produce. So, I'm really happy with how these two tracks came from. Yeah. Well, that was kind of one of our questions was, is there going to be an album? But if it took this long to do two songs. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, there will be an EP coming. Uh, cool. So, basically, like, these are singles to release in between now and then is kind of how we're trying to make it work out we're hoping to get these four more songs done Mm -hmm. jimmy wants to do a six track so we'll get four songs done in this next setting i think over the next year we'll probably release two uh six track eps uh the reason that i like to do shorter albums and the reason that i like to do singles is because that's the modern market yeah you see rappers out there uh, even rock and roll, you know, they don't even release an album for like a year. They just release singles for like six, seven months at a time. They'll go record a single, put it out there so you guys stay. You, it makes your band stay relevant even when you're working. Especially if you, you know, know what I mean? When you're quiet in the label. studio. Yeah. 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 Labels well, have their, their way they like it and us, we just need to keep music going. Yeah. out there and we haven't released anything this is our debut gotcha so well and you know that you know what you just said that points to another question we had was just about how it's the wild west now everyone's trying everything just to see what works and yeah so we're just you know what works for you guys and is that how you want to do it so yeah yeah i mean we'll probably probably half the ep will be released before we actually release the ep just to keep Music mm-hmm. constantly flowing out. Yeah, I mean, that. we're going to go back in the studio this month and next month and probably record two more songs. And then by January, we're going to have another single probably floating yeah. out there. Yeah. So good and then by that. spring, the whole Hopefully EP, the EP will be done. Next summer sometime is what we're shooting for. But you know how that goes. Yeah. It took us a year to do two songs. So. Yeah. Here's, <laughs> here's what I'd like to bring up, though. The boys that live in Bartlesville from our band, Rocky, David, and Tristan, did not have vehicles at this time that we were yeah, recording last time, and they all three have vehicles now. Yeah. So <laughs> I think it'll be... <laughs> we're upgrading. You know, <laughs> I think it'll be a lot different. Yeah. And they've yeah. kind of... Cause I, that know, was half the battle. I'm, I'm an alright guy, man, but I can be kind of a prick sometimes, and I was on their asses, yeah. you know what I mean, about yeah. this, about getting this done. So they've assured me that it's not going to take <laughs> that it's not going to take this long. And I mean, you know, working with Charles too, he's got a family. You know what I mean? He's very close to his family, his parents, his wife, his kids, everything like that. So he also, you know, he works within those constraints of okay, I have to spend time with my family today, so I'm sorry I can't have you in, or you know, things like that. So and we have to be respectful of that. Yeah, and. uh I mean, there's been times that he was expecting us at the studio and we didn't show up, and that was super, wait, that was a big deal for us because I felt like he had wasted his time just waiting for us all day, mm-hmm. and so we re- really felt terrible about that, so we really don't want to waste his time at all. 
Yeah. You know, we want to really be there and get everything done. And the songs that we're doing now, the rest of the songs that we're doing, we all know they've been playing them for years. You know, so yeah, these one, these ones will be a lot quicker. There's no, oh shit, how do you do this riff here? You know, because David and Tristan write the guitars, and and I had him put on the drums with Tristan, just a, like small ideas, and David yeah. and him talk that. So it was him and Tristan going back and showing each other riffs and Rocky was uh, just coming really into the band and deciding to stick around. So Tristan did some of his tracks before we were solidified with Rocky as our guitar player. Well, if you remember right, no, I don't want to talk about the drama. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we should. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we should. (laughs) Rocky got upset over a show and, we all got upset over the show. Let's clarify. Okay, I was yeah, pretty yeah. upset too. Well, well, we won't we're, mention the other bands though. Nah, we won't mention that. any other bands, but there were, were a the bunch of was. other bands that were on this bill for this show. Yeah, was this the one that was canceled that day? I remember your post. No, it, this, it was one of them. Okay. It was one of those. Instances. We actually didn't yeah. cancel this show. Um, we actually ended up dragging <laughs> Brax's PA, a little practice PA, from his house. At the, one of the reasons all these bands canceled is because it was snowing in this town that we played. And they didn't have a PA lined up because this particular establishment doesn't have an in-house PA you're required to bring it. And they didn't know that. None of us knew that until... We didn't know that. None of us knew that. A week before. Until, yeah. I could have done... I saved my little practice PA. It's a PB Triflex. It's a nice little system. I mean, if you're only pushing vocals, you can push vocals, tracks... In a place like the bar, yeah. it won't sound like what they've got in there. But I could do a small show in there, and nobody would complain. Yeah. So, so we brought it as a backup. It sounded good. I was trying to make sure, you know, <laughs> given we only had a week notice, I was like, they need to. I'm not running this show. They need to figure something out. Somebody needs exactly. to communicate, and if something would have happened, I would have said, "Well, here's my worst case scenario." But I don't ever offer it up because then it becomes the option for people that are doing shows like this. Exactly. Anyway. Long back back on point, we all got upset over it. Uh, all the bands dropped off day of the show. Every single band we besides showed us, we showed up. Bar was <laughs> like, "Thank you," <laughs> and then we were we were all having a, being dicks to each other. Uh, Rocky quit and didn't show up, so it was just the four piece. Yeah, <laughs> and then like a week later, we were all pulled down. It's like, all right, we need Rocky back. We played a couple. Sh- <laughs> we played like two shows without him. We're like, we. We do not sound as good. <laughs> like he just fills us out. You know yeah. what I mean? He yeah. fills us out perfectly, and that's you know I, I I enjoy running the tracks. Sometimes you have the we have a David two point is what we call it. No, David two point died. Oh yeah, he did. It was <laughs> Tristan's laptop that we used because David was an enslaved by fear with us too. But he he dipped out on shows last minute, gotcha. so he got the boot because we had to keep going. Yeah, and so we got a laptop for tours to fill in David's guitar because we had no time to search so it become yeah. on that first That's tour we did happened. David yeah. 2.0 <laughs> <laughs> but David is now more reliable than David 2.0 oh yes <laughs> yeah man he did a wonderful job at the last show it was like one of the best shows we've played all year in my opinion uh, we played the Gadget Sun CD release show and that was spectacular man that, that was killer. I guess some kid walked up to Charles in the crowd and did not believe we were just a local band. Really? Yeah. That's good. John, That's good. John did a great job that night. I felt like all the bands out in the crowd were sounding good. We mm-hmm. had a, a pretty good pull for that place. Yeah. So it 
John think, at Badass Renee's is killing it on sound. The guy nice. is doing a great job. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. You know, because I played with him back in the Dragon Layer days when he was running sound there, and he he's a lot better on yeah. this game now. And and he wasn't bad back then because he made my black metal band not sound like shit. I don't know if, but Bad Astronauts is always like, I, I don't. It's a small place, but you're never blasted out of there. Nah, man, no, man, just right to where. No, if you want to go sit over the by the pool tables, you won't it's even. Not, it, yeah, it's not a thing. You can it's talk, like, you yeah. know. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, well, I really dig that. Yeah, the system that he's got now too. I mean, it's probably one of the better. He's got it. He's got some killer gear for that place. Yeah. Man, yeah. our bass drops were crazy. I could hear them on stage, and normally I can't hear them on stage. <laughs> oh, dude, that place was rumbling. That was a good show. <laughs> so Gadget Sons, killer job at your CD release. Everybody, Check out Gadget Sons every band, online, every Spotify. band that played that night was awesome, dude. Well, uh, he he sent me you guys. Song and I was listening to it out in the patio over here yesterday, and I, I just I have to applaud you guys because I mean I, I don't know I guess I'm I'm old or I haven't just it's been so long since I've done it on a regular basis but just keeping all those parts memorized I mean that's Dude, just awesome that song's and, and the different the different <laughs> voicings of vocals and stuff it's well I mean like, it's wow. basically him and yeah. I trading off a lot of times okay. and then the clean vocals is like him and Tristan. Like, I'm we kind of Tristan. pushed okay, him behind nice. Tristan harmonizing. It's really funny how Braxton weaseled his way into being the harmony guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we, you know, we spent one, one session with David by himself and then one session with Tristan by himself writing the lyrics. The name is Tristan and I did this stuff when we were in Slave by Fear. He'd have a song named and note meaning to it really or he might have a meaning with the name but not have the words to it this one was just a name yeah so i went with the name to create a storyline mm-hmm. and uh but by the time we hit the studio we hadn't really had time to work on harmony so once we were in the studio and charles sent us some rough tracks back that i could practice do at home I started writing vocal harmonies there. yeah and charles shot some ideas in there on what he thought would actually sound that came good. up on the fly you know with Charles and him correcting some of the things that I couldn't figure out what I was doing right. Those harmonies, I mean... Well, the moment that you weaseled your way in <laughs> was on a bassination. Uh, we won't be releasing that one. That one will just be on the album. Uh, maybe a single later. You yeah, maybe. Know. You know. But uh, what it is, is uh, we were all trying to hit this note just a, a pitch higher than Tristan's vocals. I mean, even Charles jumped in there, our producer, and was trying to hit the note. We were all like struggling to be like, we need this one harmony that's just like that one pitch higher. We have to do it, you know? And Braxton jumps in there and fucking nails it immediately. <laughs> and I was like, oh. I was wanting to do some, because I just do screams in Violent Victim. I was like, I want to do some singing. <laughs> but he just like sounded so fucking perfect. I was like, yeah, I mean, there it is. There it is. <laughs> one of them old power metal fucking super high. Like, ah! I think we were joking in the studio and I hit it. Charles was like, get in the booth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we, we listened back to it and literally all of us jumped out of our chairs because we were so happy. Like, it just I, fit perfect. I was standing in the closet, so I didn't see that. Yeah. All of us. <laughs> like, ah! yeah. yeah. That'd have been a good video for, uh, 
like a retrospective later. I know, right? but it seems like we are terrible at taking video whenever we really need to. Like, we'll just be sitting around dicking off and then, like, we're not, we're recording, but nothing's happening. And then when something happens, it's like, yes, sir. Then when something happens, it's like, no recording. There's no, no document of it. All, all, all <laughs> it's all the generic stuff that you see on, on, on the Facebook because it's like, oh, wait, this is when people bust out cameras, right? <laughs> you know, then the real breakthroughs are, are hidden, which is kind of cool because, I mean, that's really what Violent Victim <laughs> has been about because we're the band of fuck ups. You know, David and I are both ex-members of Enslaved by Fear. Uh, Tristan, still the guitar player, of course, but he loves playing drums and lo- we love writing. I mean, when, me in particular, when I left Enslaved by Fear, the one thing I didn't want to lose was the ability to write music with Tristan. Okay. So, be- before creation has, other than the, the meaning of the song, a personal meaning, because that's our first song that we've written together since I left Enslaved by Fear. But... Uh, so David, I've known for 10 plus years and always wanted to be in a band with him. And even though shit didn't work out in Enslaved by Fear, we never had any real ill. We all got over that while things were going on. You know, so to be back in a band with probably one of the best guitar players, I mean, that I've had the opportunity to jam with. Regardless of what's going on in real life, it's writing music with these guys. It's killer, man. So before creation really pushed everyone's boundaries Tristan went balls deep in it in a way that he'd never gone oh, man. on the main lick. So. And it's re- it was really <laughs> funny to, uh, and David's going to hate me for this, but it was really funny to see David, because uh, he's so good, struggle to play some of these parts. That it's David's first solo recorded, too. He's never recorded a, a guitar solo until before creation. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. But it was really funny because uh, he would say, like, because I think a little bit of the time we put off in the studio was for David to learn that solo because Tristan really wrote all those riffs. It, Tristan wrote all of it. No, I, I, David, I believe wrote because they'll, they'll, David's a riff writer, and Tristan and and other people in the band have always kind of puzzled. David will throw out sick licks, but Tristan, the, the main lick, like the intro to the song, that first heavy, like that's a finger stretcher, that's a finger burn. Man. <laughs> oh, it's just really funny because, like, okay, so. We took some time from the studio for him to learn that solo, and I knew he had it all along. He just, like, sometimes he doubts himself. I knew he had it all along, though. He played it for me a few times, like, not even in the studio, and I'm like, you have it! Like, why don't you just go record it? But he's just, like, so nervous, and it's, like, really funny to think of somebody that is as good as him being like, I, I can't do it! <laughs> like, like, shut up, he just did it. Yeah. Oh, I missed, like, this, like, little... Dude, I don't, what? <laughs> Shut up. Just go record him. Yeah. I mean, he, he really is. He doesn't, he doesn't realize how good he is on guitar. He does not, man. <laughs> I mean, and it's crazy, uh, Rocky, man, because that guy, I didn't even know he played guitar before he joined the band. Right? I've seen him play drums and bass and like a lot Love of bands. Loudy House and, uh, For the Wolf for years. Yeah, he was in a band called The Thrill the Kills way back in the day. They were real popular, uh, in the hardcore scene here in Tulsa. And, uh, yeah, I've known him since around back then. I never have seen him play guitar, really. And then he just, like, learns all of our songs. <laughs> yeah, David's like, dude, the drummer of uh, Lavity House wants to play guitar for his practice. And I'm like, uh, drummer? <laughs> like, David, you realize we've never been able to find a guitar player other than Tristan that can keep up with you. <laughs> it's like, And it's not keep up. I mean, it, there are plenty of guys out there that can. But there, most of the, the guys that 
want to play the shit that we're playing as tight and as intricate as we're playing it are already in other bands mm-hmm. in this area. You know, so trying to find someone that's not already, you know, because if you're that good, people want you to play. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's... <clears throat> David gets away with a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, so most everybody in your band's multi-instrumentalist, right? Yeah. David's actually the only one that does, I mean, he plays drums, oh, but he doesn't drummer. play in a band. So Rocky plays drums for Lavity House, formerly for The Wolf, and then plays guitar for us. I just oh, do vocals in two bands. He just does vocals, that's right. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I can play drums, I can play guitar, and I can pay, play bass. Could not imagine doing it in a band. Like, <laughs> yeah. I can keep a rhythm for like five measures on drums. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I can't imagine actually playing a whole song live on an instrument or anything like that. Like, I can sit down and jam, and I can jam with people if we're just having a good time, but yeah. Can't imagine having to just be that on point at all times. Cause even, even though Vinyl Victim is like a super tight, no room for error kind of show, I can still dick around a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, so him and David are the only two that don't play another instrument in another band. And yeah. then Tristan's guitar for Enslaved by Fear drums for us. And then, of course, I sing for Fist of Rage. Yeah. I actually play drums for a church, too. So, <laughs> well, with so much going on with each of you guys, is it, is it, is that fulfilling or is it hard to keep it all balanced and together? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Double yes. the answer. Yes, and. <laughs> yeah, yes, no. And yes. Uh, I don't know. It, the, the two band thing, I mean, I did that with Enslaved by Fear. It was a lot easier in Enslaved by Fear and Violent Victim because Tristan and I both being in Enslaved by Fear. It's like, okay, so we had each other to back up each other's schedules mm-hmm. and help remind each other stuff. So now that it's all separate units, it's a little different. It's more of a juggle, but it's it's worth it. I mean, singing, man, I love to sing. Yeah. And, and that's what, of course, I've tried to weasel my way, you know, before Jimmy even jumped on as a front man, I was like, I don't care who, it's like, I've got next dip on clean vocals in this shit. Because Tristan, <laughs> he called all the clean vocal lines. Like, straight, no, Braxton. I'm the clean vocalist for this band. <laughs> he <laughs> I'm like, he was like, damn it. I want to sing and play drums, damn it. Yeah, yeah. That's, exactly, yeah. that's exactly it. I was like, fine, I'm going to be your harmony. And if you don't want to sing it, if I write it, I then I get it. Yeah. Yeah, so he's getting first writer refusal on the clean vocal lines. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy's third in line. I, he gave me a shot at Badass Renee's the other night and I fucking blew it. So <laughs> I had like started early and he looked at me and goes, nope. And then he did it. He was like, God damn it. He, he passed it to me because I'd asked him like, because I noticed he never does it live. He's like, it's too fucking hard. But then he would, he just did it, and he did it perfectly anyways. He, he does like, that shit, too, like David. Like, oh, man, it's so hard. But it sounds good, and you do it! Just do it! <laughs> <laughs> well, you mentioned it being hard. I mean, do you are you able to focus 100% on one thing at a time? Do you separate it that way? Or? Yeah. Because obviously, like, you've been active with both bands recently. Yeah. No, it's just, I mean, a lot of communication with my wife. God bless her. Uh, (laughs) I wouldn't be able to do a lot of that, what I do without her. Uh, I mean, because playing as many shows as I play, we don't get babysitters for every one of them. She doesn't hardly show up anymore. Mm -hmm. Because especially with the two bands, it takes up a lot of scheduling. Why would you want to get a babysitter every weekend? (laughs) uh, No, I mean, when when it comes down to whatever band needs the work right then is what I put my work into. So Violent Victims got a show coming up and Fist of Rage has one 
down the road, Violent Victim gets that focus because generally I'm getting at least a week in between to prep at the very least for whatever show that I'm playing. Mm-hmm. So it's just dates and prep. <laughs> so, and, and for both of you guys, you know, both being singers, you know, what what do you pull from each other? What can you learn from each other? Man, I, I learned a shitload from this guy, man. Okay. We're still learning how to use each other, too. I mean, we are. Before we are. creation was that, that challenge. Like, all right, so I wanted to do a lot of vocals on a song for Violent Victim. This was the opportunity to write it because there aren't a whole lot for two, two vocalists. And I ain't selfish, so. <laughs> so we, we talked about it. And I was like, all right. So I wanted to write it packed full of fucking screaming gnarliness so that Jimmy, even though I'm doing almost 50, almost, he's doing majority of the vocals. I tried to make sure. count the harmonies. Nah, don't count. Referring <laughs> <laughs> to the screaming in particular. Tristan does the sing, clean singing. But don't count. It's separate categorizing, <laughs> right? Uh, no, but uh, so yeah, we just wanted it. I, I didn't want Jimmy to feel bored because yeah. as a singer, I can respect that. Yeah. Because, you know, like with Mr. Rage, V's got Dirty Woman. And that's where I step off the stage like, to take yeah. a break. Like, literally, yeah. kind so, of like one of our first, like the first times that I knew, like I was in, you know what I mean? In. He had already been like, don't fuck with before creation, man. <laughs> I I got dibs on that one, man. Because <laughs> I was asking Tristan, like, what songs don't have vocals? What songs don't have lyrics that I can write to? You know what I mean? But it turns out they had so many fucking songs already done, written, everything. I didn't even have time to write anything because I had to learn all of their stuff. I mean, it's really funny to think about my first two shows with Violent Victim because... I thought that I knew the lyrics, and then the moment I hit the stage, I forgot every single word. <laughs> so what do you do when that happens? I had to ad-lib, man. Yeah. <laughs> I had to ad-lib. And it was, luckily, we played in Lawton, Oklahoma, our first show. Uh, for So he the, likes the that band. dirty sludge where you can't understand a single thing. He <laughs> yeah. fucking make it nasty. So it doesn't really matter anyway, because even when he's saying the words, most people are like, yeah. yeah. What did you say? They don't care what I say. They're they're like, like, <laughs> they just like the sound of it, right? <laughs> but yeah, it was a it was a rough few months actually playing shows <laughs> and feeling <laughs> feeling terrible about myself because I just I didn't really know the lyrics very well and I was trying to learn the lyrics and their music their music is super energetic. That's the thing about Violent Victim is their music's energetic, upbeat. I mean, it's metal, which you couldn't really call metal upbeat, I guess. But it's upbeat. It's always on the move. There's not really, like, a lot of slowdown time. And the vocals, I told Tristan, I was like, you fucker. I was like, you wrote this not knowing how hard this actually is to perform, man. Because I'm telling you, man, like, the vocals are just just yeah. constant. They don't stop. There's, you that, know. That's where it came in to finally teach me. To help him, that's where the okay. extra vocal songs came from. Is he's like, "Hey Braxton, do this." Yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't do it, man. It was just a uh, like, and he said, and 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 the end of everything after I learned everything as one vocalist, he's like, "Well, I wrote it for two people." Like, yeah, <laughs> thanks, man. <laughs> I've been killing myself, yeah. you know. 
Like I've I've gotten off stage and projectile vomited before because like, <laughs> he's out of breath because I'm so <laughs> out of breath. Putting everything into it. I try. I really do, man. I think <laughs> I think all of us do. I feel bad for David right now because he's having having to sit down, <laughs> and he's a hair whipper, man. So I can see he's him like, so bad just wanting to get up. We, we got to cancel all these shows, guys. Yeah. I'm like fuck your foot. You've got a stool. Yeah, <laughs> that's so gay. <laughs> Who the fuck sits down and plays the metal? It's fuck no, we're canceling the show. Shut up, David, you're sitting in a stool. <laughs> He's like, it's like if he can't hair whip, he doesn't want to play. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Man, I mean, he's he's he still does his thing sitting over there. And it's pretty cool because we got his effects and stuff fixed, so he's over there like Messing with his pedal while he's like on the stool, like balancing on one leg, basically. <laughs> the dude is just a trooper, man. I'm really proud of him for stepping up. I know he really didn't want to play a bunch of shows, but we had him booked and he trooped through it anyway. <laughs> of course, <laughs> now Rocky's giving him the royalty treatment, but you just get up on stage and he gets a guitar handed to him. That's all oh, yeah, we tune. basically <laughs> pick him up like a king. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's juiced. That foot's fine. You can walk. You just want the treatment. Yeah. <laughs> no. I'm yeah. Just kidding. I was, it was frustrating. Like, we, we got a system now. First time we did it, I'm like, I don't know what to do with your shit, David. Plug in your own chords. I'm not a guitar player. <laughs> oh, that was when we played Rock. at uh, uh, Mass, Mass Movement, Movement. Uh, which is a new venue. Uh, it's a DIY venue. I saw, I can't even remember who. But I saw that venue and I was like, "That's interesting." And yeah, it's not. I, um, it's like not that far from here. Or no, it is. It's not too 15th far. Fifteenth and Harvard. Harvard. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. It's a uh, like. Do you guys remember the pink eye at all? Yeah. It's a uh, basically cleaner kind of, version. Yeah, it's a cleaner <laughs> version of, of the pink eye, but no also. Alcohol. Yeah, you're no alcohol or anything like that. Yeah. It's for kids, pretty much. That's cool. yeah. It's, it's a DIY old venue. All hard ages town needs something man. like that. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely like old school hardcore. Like the first show we played, which I was really surprised that we got put on because it was with some heavy hardcore bands, which are like in fucking Angry intense, metal. man. Mm-hmm. Intense. I can't remember the name. Iron Curtain, man. Iron Curtain. Iron Curtain. Iron yes. Curtain and OTM from Oklahoma City. Yeah, those guys were cool. Sworn Enemy played there or something. No, it wasn't. I can't remember. Fuck me, whatever. I feel like Sworn Enemy <laughs> played here recently. Yeah, I, I saw they played somewhere. It was. It oh, was it was at 89th Street. 89th Street Collective oh, okay. in Oklahoma City. That's oh, probably that's, where yeah. it was. That's we're, we're actually about to play there. We're excited about that. So. We're waiting on all the details for it, but hopefully, yeah. I think I think November 30th is the date. So mm-hmm. we'll see if that gets confirmed. Is it with other Oklahoma City bands or? Yeah, yeah. We, someone reached out to us and invited us to come play with them. So we're. I've been trying to get us on there in a while because I I don't know if you guys are keeping up with Oklahoma City Metal right now, but it is taking off. It It is. (laughs) It's out of control right now. The OKC uh, Slam fam, they call it, man. Yeah. Those guys. There's little music coming out of OKC. Yeah. I mean, they're on this company called Slam Worldwide, and it's like these. There's there's bands from like the UK, Europe, and there's like all over the place that are on this company. And there's bands just shooting out of OKC every day that are on this shit, you know? 
I yeah. like 89th Street. I think that's a really cool fucking place. It was the conservatory I'm, back in the yeah, day, wasn't right? it? I'm glad they upgraded it because I thought the conservatory was like, how the fuck do you put Black Dahlia in the conservatory? Like that place, <laughs> I mean, that, that place was popping in a fun show, but the PA system looked like it belonged in the trunk of my car. Not <laughs> 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 Man, I saw a lot of punk shows there growing up. They had a lot of punk shows there and a lot of hardcore shows but, there. I mean, the I shows that, were killer. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. The Black Dahlia murder was the... First time I went to the collective, or no, I guess Carnifex and Within the Ruins. But anyway, I mean, it was killer shows, but what the collective has been doing at, or at oh, yeah, Street, they've been cleaning it up. Yeah. Well, it's just rearranging. Become like a whole new step thing. down, and then you can just, like, the corner of it, and you can see, and that's just a great place to see a show. It is, man. That's where Whitechapel just played, too, so. We saw the Phil and Selma and the Illegals there. Yeah. Oh, that's badass. badass. That was so good. Man, we played at this place, and uh, we actually visited uh, Dime's Grave that mm-hmm. day, uh, or the, the next Diamond day. Gyms. Yeah, we played at this place called Diamond Gyms. That's one hell of a venue. It, dude, I remember the first time that I played there. It was in where? Fort Worth? It's in Arlington. Arlington. So it's just like you see the stadium. Uh, you know, it's a yeah. hop, skip, and a jump from yeah. the Abbott Grave. <clears throat> but like the first time we played there was in Sleep by Fear, and they had the stage was there was a tarp. You you were sitting underneath the tarp, and then at the one end there was a string with a pencil at the end where the water ran down, so you didn't get rained on if it was raining. Outside. <laughs> 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 they fixed that. The last time Bob Vicky was there, but yeah, we played. We it was played forever there. memorable playing underneath a tarp with a fifty-five gallon drum over here That's dripping water. Awesome, what was it that? How did we? Why did we play so bad? I don't know. Alcohol? No. Oh, oh no, no. But we couldn't. None of us could hear each other. Like all the monitors were like muted, basically. I don't know. And I, the stage there is pretty big. Like the stage is pretty big. Like. Pretty fucking big, and we it's think, like tall too. Now, now, mind you, when we say we did horrible, everybody else tells us we didn't. Right, but we're like, oh yeah, that's how that's the, the you know that's the hardest. <laughs> that's how it always goes. Like, fuck. Yeah, you know, I don't care what you say. Part. I know. Be nice, whatever. But thanks. But we fucking suck. All the, all the right, all <laughs> the bands I've ever been in. <laughs> this band is the worst at that. We're like, dude, you fucking suck tonight. <laughs> 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 Fuck you, David. <laughs> That's usually you. You're the one that calls everyone out. Uh, well, only when <laughs> David turns around and says, "You suck, Tristan." David, shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, he did do that. <laughs> Not in those exact words. Uh, anyway, it, it's fun. I think I've done that. We to... argue as much as fucking prima donna little girls with each other, but I think for some I did reason, that. We all get over it. I something. think I did that to <laughs> David recently. Oh, it was when we played Mass Movements. I was, I was like, he like did something early. It wasn't even really that big a deal. I was like, you fucking suck, dude. <laughs> That's actually a good joke. That was the first time we put both guitars on the opposite side of the stage of me. I sounded great. <laughs> <laughs> we're never, My bass tone was killing we're it. We're never doing that again. We're just going to keep nope. you wireless. We're and gonna, we're going to... No, I want to... I don't See, want I don't want guitarists we're, we're coming out of one side and then bass just coming keep out of one singers side. out of this conversation. That make sense. You know, <laughs> we're rotating. Okay, if you're my I move more than everyone with stringed instruments. David headbangs and hair whips a lot, all right. But I like to move and I'm always stepping on people or behind people. We run so into we're gonna each rotate. other quite a bit. Every other show, somebody gets their own side of the stage. <laughs> all right. 
Fuck this. I want to own it. Rocky said I knocked his guitar out of tune a <laughs> shitload the other night. Now <laughs> <laughs> so, that... As, as the bass player, I get stuck behind everybody. Hey, if we're micing, everybody wants the guitar. If we're micing you, so. I don't care where the hell you are, all right? But if we're not micing you, you need to be in between. I only dial in my own monitor. I don't dial in everybody else's. <laughs> <laughs> That's why everybody complains about their monitors, and I don't about mine. You're like, hey, I need a, hey, <laughs> just me, just me. I have exactly what I need. <laughs> well, you guys releasing your first single now. Like you've been together. I mean, the band's been together for quite a while. And how? Yeah. How did you? I mean, you've done a good job of keeping your name out there, people knowing who you are. How do you maintain that Ugh. without a product for people? I don't know. even know. I thank you to everyone that's been with Violent Victim from the start, including our original members, because I'm not even an original member of this band. I came in replacing their original bass player. But, I mean, no, all the members it passed are still supportive, and they all are, the man. fans that we gained with them in the band didn't leave us when they left. Uh, and then, just, I don't know, community, man. I, I don't know, because we don't have a whole lot out there. We've got some shitty YouTube live videos from my garage, you know, but, uh, we, we've got shut down on some shows for not having something to demo to the managers or whatever. We definitely have, man. This, this, this is cool for us, uh, to be able to release this. Yeah. And and man, really, really happy with how these two tracks came out too. I, again, I can't just express how Charles and Backshack Studios blew me away with what I expected to get. So, and then, Josh Wickman with Dreadcore Productions mastered it, so he did Within the Ruins and Silence the Messenger. Uh, I see stars, Knights of the Abyss. Yeah, to name a few more. We're <laughs> <laughs> gonna have to edit that, you asshole. We edit nothing. Dude, I remember when I heard that song for the first time. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited that uh, it was really crazy. We were recording with Charles, and he was like, yeah, I got this guy. And it's like, this guy mastered within the ruins. They have one of the most crisp sounds in all of technical metalcore, basically. I mean, they're not death. I mean, they're, they're just super technical metal. You know? And uh, they're a great band. He's liked them for a long time. I didn't really get into them until I realized that that guy that's mastering our songs did this. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck, man? You yeah. know, like you know, ma- mastering is the icing on the cake. We wanted to make sure because we had super bass drop heavy, so there are going to be some stereo systems. If you got a cheap, cheap, you're gonna. But we wanted it to punch mm-hmm. everywhere in the average, at least car stereo. So, dude, I and mean, he did a great job dialing it in. So I mean, to be honest with you, our songs sound better on my tiny little Bluetooth speaker than it did on my like big surround sound at home. <laughs> yeah. It was really weird because I don't know why, but my surround sound like the vocals are down yeah. really low. Yeah. So like it wasn't really like you know like vocal heavy. But yeah. then I put it on my little Bluetooth speaker and it was like hopping around. It was like I don't know what super kind of loud system you got, man. You need to upgrade. <laughs> oh, I know, I know man. My stuff's old. Like, I literally just threw a smoke detector through one of my TV screens. I don't need to upgrade anytime soon. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> smoke it's okay. detector. Alright. Burnt the fucking fish sticks again. It. No, Shut up. All right. I get it. I tried to bite a Nintendo controller in half when I was fucking a teenager. <laughs> I was... 
there's two. No, he's thirty. Just kids. because he looks like he's eighteen. <laughs> Thirty, thirty-two, thirty-two. <laughs> no, I uh, I fell asleep. I was I was a little drunk, and I burnt I burnt some shit in the oven. My fiance woke me up with a burning smoke detector in my ear. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So I just went, ah! <laughs> and then I immediately was like, "Yep." <laughs> so off the Best Buy we go, right? No, luckily, we, like we had a spare TV and everything like that. <laughs> luckily, we had a spare TV. But uh, yeah, that one was a really nice one. <laughs> so I got a big question for you guys: it's the money, money, money number here. Is he interviewing you guys now? What the That's hell is okay. this? That's okay. Where the fuck's the bathroom? <laughs> That's not an interview question. No nope. left, you'll see it. <laughs> yeah, we got through all of our questions. I don't know how to look the whole time. See, I, I've kind of been checking everything. But see, what what I like about these guys is they just you let them go. They answer. They you answered like literally three questions we had. Just oh yeah. When you guys, I'm like, this is this is what it's this is perfect. Well, we <laughs> do nothing. We we talked about it too on the way here. I mean, I like to. I tend to go in with a game plan and shit that I intend to bring up. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So when they're like, "What do you not want to talk about?" Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> probably talked about some shit. We probably shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> so what's up? Since we're just sitting here, what's up with Fist of Rage? So, uh, I'm in the studio. I just started recording vocals for some more tracks. Oh, okay. So not quite a full length album worth of, uh, of stuff here. there. Yeah, yeah. But. <laughs> Almost. I, I don't know what V's still rebuilding from his house burning down and then mm. moving into his shop and then his shop flooded three times during those storms. Jeez. So like his house burns down and then his shop's his flooding constantly. Like, didn't so, somebody else's like Dale's house burn down? Yeah. Know, Dale's house toasted before what that. What happened to V's house? How does that happen? I, I have no idea how it I mean Dude, that was two fucking great guys, yeah. too. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? That happened to us when I was like 15. It fucking sucks, dude. Yeah. I, ugh, yeah. That's rough. Yeah, that was, that was, that was awkward for a moment. We'd be like, hey, V, where's that such and such thing that you're using the other day on stage? Oh, yeah. In my house. Yeah. You should get that. Let me do that. I'll sift through the ashes tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking cheap. I'm sorry, V. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, I mean, that's brutal. He, well, he's And he's a fucking trooper. You know, yeah, dude. He, he had just, a sense of humor about it, you know? I mean, the guy is tough as nails, you know? He's old school. Yeah. I mean, I'm just glad that he's, he's, they're, they're on the other side of it, and they're building their house on some land. I think everything's settled now. I don't... So. Yeah. Good. Just... That's where a lot of his effort's been at, as far as that being. So, we'll, being the end of the year, we don't have anything, but we'll book if it's big, like worthwhile at Mark, the Vanguard or mm-hmm. Kane's Ballroom. That last and line show looked good, dude. That last and line show was killer. Yeah. You guys were there. Yeah. yeah. So, that was, that really was fun. Cool. We got a super long set. I mean, I'm a huge Vivian Campbell fan. I wish I could have not player. had to work. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he doesn't. I don't. I don't fault that guy for playing Def Leppard at all. That's a paycheck. But he, you don't see what he can do. In that I mean, nah. that guy can fucking 
Ricky. I, I don't oh, yeah. follow modern Def Leppard. I like yeah, Def Leppard. Yeah. I'll listen to the classics. Don't get me wrong. I love Def Leppard, man. That uh, fucking <laughs> but, a Pyromania. That was one of the best fucking 80s metal, metal albums ever, dude, in my opinion. <laughs> I'd fucking listen to that every day if I could. I used to listen. I grew up listening to Def Leppard, Iron Maiden, Kiss, Judas Priest, you know, and then my mom. She, she oh, yeah, man. Up. If you guys saw some I'm pictures sorry. of me when I was 20, dude. Fucking big old stupid hair. I was so into his yeah. hair metal when I was a kid. He looked like a glam. He looked like. Yeah. Uh, so his hair was like what Chaotic Resemblance used to do. Oh shit! Um, <laughs> so, is that that one? That Christian power metal band? Oh uh, yeah. From the, uh, OKC or something. Yeah. You guys I mean, remember that, like, uh, Hollywood Harlot? Pop up. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. You guys remember Hollywood Harlot? Yeah, I used to hang out with those guys <laughs> and shit like that too. Or at least their singer awesome. a couple oh, times. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, so I was just like, and I was like really into, you know, like, I hung out with like a lot of the punk rock kids and stuff like that when I was a kid too. Like, I grew up really more into the punk rock and hardcore scene than I did metal, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really didn't get super fucking into metal until like, it was like after high school, but my high school buddies just start like, they listened to the same music that I did, but then all of a sudden they kind of transitioned. And they were listening to bands like The Faceless and Whitechapel, Lamb of God, stuff like that. Yeah. So it was like, it, that was kind of what I started transitioning to because all my friends were listening to it. I basically had no choice, you know, like, yeah. but yeah. I still have the, the strong hardcore roots. I mean, that's basically what I listen to on the, on the daily basis mm-hmm. right there. That's why I'm really adamant about kind of getting us in that scene a little bit. Like, I bring a little bit of, like, the, the hardcore-style vocals to Violent Victim also. Mm-hmm. Like, none of the guys, I think David might like it a little bit, but I don't, none of the guys are bad. really, like, Otherwise super into it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, into, the like, the, the music style itself. But I'm just trying to get us to where we can be, you know, we can play with all kinds of, you know, different bands yeah. and stuff like that and not just be pigeonholed. <laughs> And as much just, as we love playing with our friends in Alter Blood and Gadget Sons and all that all the time, mm-hmm. I still, you know, I want us to branch out and play with bands that we don't know, you know, and I want to get their fans on board with us and stuff like that. Wants. Yeah, I always play. I love fun new bands. I what I what I love the most is it's like every show is like an, another day. You know, it's the you, you when you're playing shows. I'm I'm in this state of mind this is what I have to do to prepare stop and give every band a little bit of respect but I love it most when I done I'm not even trying to I'm in my routine and this band is like what <laughs> so I mean that was yeah. I think OTM did that at Mass Movement too man Iron Curtain was sick but their lead singer was so fucking intimidating I didn't even yeah know. dude that dude was hard you talk about hardcore this guy was hardcore fucking covered <laughs> head to toe in tats bulging veins fucking southern California fucking Mexican dude yeah, just like come on motherfucker and he's like oh, pissed yeah. that no one's in moving cause that's how old school hardcore is yes. like if no oh, one's yeah. moving the fucking yeah. band is pissed you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. and they were just pissed the singer wasn't even on the stage. She was in the fucking floor. He was the I was standing in the very back by the venue, and you're like, I'm not going up there, man. <laughs> this guy's going to annihilate me. Yeah. I'm just going to stay right I here. I feel like I'm a pretty tough motherfucker, but I was like, not even. I not want to get punched I'm not gonna, yeah. And it was really funny because the dude was so sweet before. Then he was a nice guy. Really yeah. Yeah, yeah, super he's nice a, guy, he's man. He was like. Yeah. 
loving our band and <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> just like, I do not want to see that dude in the fucking dark alley. That's for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they were fun to play with, man. And all of them dug our set, you know, so that was cool too. It's always good to, you know, especially a band that's on their level. That was their final tour. Like, they've been around for a long time on the on the hardcore scene. So it was really, like, to see them dig our music, that's definitely not, a, we're definitely not a hardcore band. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're the only band on that bill that sounded, that had the metal sound. You know what I mean? And so to have them and have the other bands, like, you know, nodding their heads and, you know, stuff yeah. like that was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, there were some, too, one of the questions you asked earlier, I think I want to re- revisit and give you a, I mean, because think about it for a minute. Talk about how Violent Victim, not having anything out there to keep people interested or pull them in as far as a release. I think, you know, this, this band started where it was. When I pulled into it, I was focused elsewhere. So I, I honestly think the real the real motivation has come with Rocky and Jimmy being put in the mix and pulling things in their direction. Because everybody's so used to, was so used to how we had done things, Tristan, David, and I, and Insulate My Fear or whatever, and it's just like trying to figure out what what's going to work. And so we were just trying to play in the meantime. Mm-hmm. And then Rocky and Jimmy come along, and they've got a different perspective, fresh eyes on it. And so these two have been pulling us in a direction, and especially with Jimmy you know, pushing his fans and his fans that have followed him from Silver Screen and, yeah. and beyond. They, they've they come out and supported us at, so I, I really give it a lot of credit to Rocky and Jimmy for where we're at right now, to Hell be honest. Yeah. So that works. You know what, man? When I joined this band, I, you know, <laughs> I listened to some MIDI tracks that they sent me, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? But they were great. They fucking sounded badass. Tristan's really good at piecing that shit together. For me, it, for me, it did because I already knew what I was getting. I knew I wasn't getting like a recording. I knew I was getting something to practice to something as a reference. Yeah, that's, that's what it was for. Yeah, and so like that's how we all learn anything that Tristan and David write. They'll, when they put a song together, Tristan records it all, puts it together, and then sends it all out. And says, figure out what you want to do to this, basically. Wow. Yeah, and we actually don't even practice. So. <laughs> I mean, we do, just not as a band. Very seldom as a band. Wow. <laughs> so. Yeah, we have to, like, literally just count on everyone practicing on their own to the songs that we have. So we played a click track live. Yeah. So, I mean, as long as we're all practicing the same click tracks, we, we should know what's up. Tristan's changed up a couple of the trick clicks lately and, and remodified them. It's part of the reason our bass drops are sounding way better is because he revisited everything. And mm-hmm. So there's a little nuances now that we've got to learn with these click tracks that he's got. But other than that, I mean, we still organize the songs in any direction. It's not like it's all. Yeah. I mean, do you like the way that works or is it just out of necessity? I love it, man. It's it a helps. Little, little both. I love it because it helps me. Especially if we write a new song that I haven't written to yet or something like that. If they can record that and send it to me, it'll be much easier to write that song than if I'm just standing there and practice listening to them all jumble it together. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
As a they're trying to work shit out, and you're like, okay, uh, yeah, right, yeah, no shit. I don't want to go stinger. I get that. I get that. You know? But um, spend all practice learning guitar riffs. Yeah. Why am I even sitting here? Yeah. <laughs> Back at what I was saying, like when I first joined the band, like I knew that like these songs could be turned into just great recordings. And when I joined the band, I had already been talking to Charles for a long time about recording us. Like, they had this other guy in mind. I won't name names. Um, he's good. He's both good. good. He's good, but he never contacted us ever no, again. After no, the... we, we just simply decided Jimmy had a direction that he wanted to go to. Tristan and I had talked about it. Oh, At okay. least and you had a direction you wanted to go with, and Tristan and I didn't want, like, nobody. We weren't meant to lead this band. Yeah. So Jimmy, and that's, again, credit to Jimmy and Rocky. They wanted to step up and lead this band in a, in a different way than been led before or I've led so uh, Jimmy had motivation to go to this guy and, and he wanted to make it happen and we didn't want to stop him from doing that and I really appreciate that I remember joining the band and being like well I'm the new guy I'm not gonna I'm not yeah. sitting here taking over and you know Tristan and Brax are like but you you're the leader dude you, you you're taking over this is yeah. how it's gonna work you know and I was just not wanting to step on toes or be a dick you yeah. know and just them giving me that go ahead was really get it was a boost to my confidence for one thing. I think it made me start playing better shows when they did that, and it really, like you said, it sent us in the right direction because you know the the guys aren't from Tulsa. You know what I mean? They're not really from here, so they need a person here. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's doing things here to keep us relevant here. Because there's not really shows going on in Bartlesville. There's not, not really shows going on in Sky <laughs> 2. You know what I mean? The shows are here. The shows are here. The shows are in Oklahoma City. So they need someone that's advocating for them constantly here. You yeah. know? And I feel like that's why, you know, when I first joined the band, I knew that there was something there, something special when I heard even the mini tracks. You know, I was like, we can... We can be good. We can be popular. We can do this, you know? And, like, it's really cool that my fiancé has been so patient with me Mm -hmm. because I have blown a shitload of money on this project. (laughs) (laughs) He's the only one that... He solely paid for the recording of these two tracks. I paid in part for the mastering, not entirety. He paid for the other half. But I've told her, like, I'm telling you, like, give me time. We're going to be special, and I know it. I can yeah. see it. And that's one of the things that, even through all the treacherous shit, I mean, it hasn't been treacherous, but there's been some shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even through all of it, that's why I'm just sticking with it no matter what, man. Yeah. I think there's something it, special here. It gets hard sometimes, especially with as emotional as, you know, Tristan, David, and I have dealt with each other for years, so we're all pretty set in our ways, and sometimes yeah. that's not for the best either. <laughs> uh, and then it takes these two to say, hey, stop being a douchebag. <laughs> because yeah. they, they, they nah, man, it's not that. me because I'm kind of a douchebag too. It's Rocky. That dude's the voice of reason, right? There. Right. <laughs> that dude's down. the one that's always like, "All right, guys." <laughs> I appreciate that for from him, though. You know, and I, I don't want to say that any one person is the leader of this band. I think we are all kind of set in our own ways enough to know that, you know, you know that I'm not going to steer you wrong. You're not when it comes steer down to it, it ends and up vice versa for everybody. Yeah. You know? So, I know you guys. Just in the span of us sitting here, uh, you've got some show possibilities popping up. Well, what's like the 
the next thing that's like officially on the books. A very violent Christmas. I like yeah. that. I already <laughs> like the name of it. Badass <laughs> Renee's gave us our own night. Really? On uh, December 21st. Cool. And it's going to be our friends from Otis the Axe are coming in from Texas. And they are amazing. They are one of the best bands. Savage. They're brutal. Yeah. One of the best bands I've seen live in a long fucking time. They're coming up here. And then it's Alter Blood to Mom Should, which is my band, and Lucas, the drummer from Alter Blood's other band, used okay. to be Forever in Disgust. That's got the Parker Brothers that's, yeah, he was playing guitar for that. Yeah, yeah, that's our okay. debut show right there, oh, so we'll be awesome. opening up. God damn it. I was going to ask you how to pronounce that. I didn't want to do it to, on to Mom Should. While we're recording. To Mom Should. <laughs> to Mom Should. Yeah, it's a, K- it's a case based out of Australia. Uh, you guys look it up. This isn't about, you know, this podcast isn't about mom should so you guys can look it up it's a good it's a really interesting case but uh it's uh, a very violent christmas will be to mom should will be opening and then mother's little bastard will be playing second no 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 never mind i was gonna put mother's <laughs> little bastard second because i was gonna give lucas a break because we had a lot of blast beats into oh. mom should but he was like i don't want to tear down my drums and then put them back up there no. He's like, I'm just going to play two straight sets. So it's going to be Tom Should, Alter Blood, Mother's Little Bastard, Otis the Axe, and then Violent Victim. Cool, man. Hell yeah. That'd right be fun. On. Yeah. And then, of course, hopefully something pans out at the collective on uh, November 30th. So if, if you see something on their schedules with Violent Victim, OKC people, check yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, man, he's definitely the dad of the band. That's for goddamn sure. He's well, that's good. Been, I mean, don't you kind of need that? We do way? need that, man. We definitely do. And is that okay for you to take on that role? Are you good with that? I, no, I don't man, think they're so irritated. I don't think they're good with me having that role because I'm an iron fist. Like these are the rules, <laughs> discipline. It's literally when we go out of town. Out of town, it's literally like he's the teacher taking some kids on a field trip. <laughs> Legit, man. We're all just hands out the window. He's like, "Get your fucking hands in the window!" You didn't fucking try to rip that shit off. Like, is, did I just hear you open a fucking beer? Don't make me come back there, David. Don't make me come back there. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Well, driving for the first like couple times, you know, we were just cracking beers like crazy, you know, Braxton's like, god damn it, but the last time he was like, no, he was like, we're not even fucking stopping to get beer until we like, get we're to taking Texas, my car about that? <laughs> we're taking my car, no beer, the reefer stays outside. Yeah, yeah. Well, if, we're going if to you have your, your your prescriptions, I mean, you have, you got to have your valid prescription for those states. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I remember we were leaving uh, Oklahoma one time, and I was like, well, you're in Rocky's licenses. Don't mean shit now. <laughs> I, I do not take any medication to Texas. Hell no, man. No, no. Texas no. don't play with that no, shit. They got I don't take a for that shit. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you guys have a timetable for the the second single that you've, no. well, that you've already? I mean, you've already. I'm putting out a timetable because he, I want to put the pressure on. He it. wants he wants the timetable. We we kind of talked about it, so he wants a timetable because he wants to put the pressure on the band to get shit done. Right. I'm just kind of wanting the time, and, and that's why Bass Nation is kind of in the pocket. So if shit happens, we've got it. Okay, well, we can push it back a little bit further and split things up a little better to right. keep it. So by the time we're done recording these next four songs, then we maybe actually, we'll have a single. We actually kind of went the Queen route here because we were going to release a Bassination, which is about what three minutes twenty five seconds. Yeah. 
<laughs> because that's single. You know what I mean? That's single yeah, material right perfect. there. But Abassination doesn't have a chorus or it a doesn't. verse or anything like that. I mean, it has a verse, but it doesn't have a chorus. It's it's not really it's a, a single. It's a fucking heavy, it's a heavy fast, energetic song. Yeah. Love but, it. you know, my problem with, you know, it wasn't my problem. It was my thing with uh, Before Creation was, that's a six-minute song there. Dude, just yeah. five minutes, 40 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's long. It's but... Long. It's verse, chorus, verse, chorus, well, bridge. You know what I mean? It's got all that shit for a single. And it's groovy as fuck, too. I mean, oh, yeah. Just, I'm trying to you get... You listen to it. So, yeah. you got you asked us what we think about our own songs. What did you get? I mean... I loved it. That, you know, I mean, it was more... It had a lot... Like, you're talking about the harmonies and the clean vocals. It had more of that than I was expecting. Yeah. From having seen you guys live, which I know you do that, but I'm still just... When I think of you guys, I think of... Intensity when it comes right. to vocals, you know. So it was kind of a cool surprise, and being five and a half minutes long, I mean, this day and age, I don't think that matters. No, you know, uh, there's so many technical metal bands out there that just release like, I mean, there's like jam metal bands now, you know, like. <laughs> so I mean, there's bands out there just jamming, you know. I mean, I, I, I really didn't want to make this a single, but the thing is, is this song means a shitload to Braxton. It does. And I couldn't yeah. deny him of that. Well, I had to say, you know, I had to put my my pride aside because that the Abassination song is just basically me. Yeah, you know what all, I mean. It's it's me. And of course, I wanted to get myself out there because I felt like I sound like a fucking beast in that song. You know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. And so I really wanted to get that out there. But knowing how much this song means to Braxton. And knowing kind of the story behind it and everything, it just, I, I needed that for him, you know? That was, that was just kind of my thing there. We were going to do a vaccination and I had already agreed. And then once we got the masters back and we sent demos out to people that are relevant, that have to have that shit to work with. Like I wasn't like the Vanguard and all that yeah. stuff. And as we started sending it out to these people that uh, are going to use it to help us get shows, if they come available or whatever, the shows that we've been missing out on. So they they're like man that everyone started saying before creation is gonna be a killer single because we didn't really say which one we were releasing yeah so and that was when my my head flipped and was like I like can we please everybody saying we should I do wasn't that, that happy about it at <laughs> so. first I'm not gonna lie I was like no nah, I was argumentative for like five minutes <laughs> I thought about it five, like, right. five and a half. <laughs> you had the song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had to hear it again. Yeah. I heard the, I had to hear it again. <laughs> cool man, we appreciate you guys doing this. Yeah, thanks for yeah. thanks for having us, man. It's oh, really awesome that you guys are going to be able to, to be the, the first ones to put it out there too. Yeah, it means a lot to that. have. That's great. Yeah, and we're sorry we, we yacked your heads off. You were you were <laughs> the first ones. Like I, I sent messages out, and then as soon as you guys responded, I ignored everybody else. Yeah, I feel so yes. Thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> There you go, Jimmy and Brax from Violent Victim. A huge thanks to them for coming over and talking to us there for a bit about everything they've got going on and coming up. Yeah, I can just echo that. They uh, <clears throat> they came on over to the Midtown headquarters, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we had we had a great conversation and glad that we could uh, unfurl it for everybody there. Definitely. Yeah, I'm very glad that they had us debut the oh totally the, the debut yeah. single there yeah, before definitely. creation. So, yeah, once again, you want to hear that again? Just 
when this is done, go back and listen to it again. You've got yeah, we, here just a few days where this is your only source for that until Friday. So. Yeah, so just we don't mind. Listen to it however much you want. Right. Makes us happy. <laughs> That's right. But yeah, also, if you're a fan of podcasts, go back. I should have looked up the number, but it's been... All I got to do is Google Thunder yeah. Underground Brax, and you'll find it. Brax was on here. It's been at least two years ago now, probably yeah. two and a half. Yeah, we went out to his place and we had a conversation. Yeah, yes. this was back before he was in Fist of Rage when he was in Enslaved by Fear. And, you know, he talked about Violent Victim then as well. So go back and check that one out if you haven't. Yeah, and, you know, uh, Fist of Rage. We love Fist of Rage. Brax is in Fist of Rage. They're great. Yeah. So, yeah, don't forget about them either. Of course. And we've got, what they say, coming up here at the end of the month. You can check them out at Badass Renee. Yeah. And, of course, as you heard there, allude to it, there's going to be a couple more things announced as well. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. So definitely give Violent Victim a follow. And if this is your first time listening, because you're you're a fan of Violent Victim, you know, check out some previous stuff we've got. We've got a lot of bands from this area, regionally, locally. We've got a lot of national bands as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I really like, if I can just, you know, go off for a minute, don't get me wrong, if 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 we have an opportunity to interview somebody from Typo Negative and Life of Agony, there's no way in fucking hell I'm going to say no. <laughs> but I really, enjoy, I really enjoyed this, and I really enjoyed getting back to Tulsa and the local scene, and uh, it feels good. So, um, yeah, just support. support the 918, anything going on around here. And like Jimmy was talking about, there's a ton of great shit coming out of oklahoma city too yeah so dig into that as well it's a good point because i mean we it's been a few months i think yeah because we had that and, that, hi, and that that's hiatus. okay because this shit happens and, yeah. and that's just how it works so yeah well we had that hiatus we were off for like four yes. or five weeks and, and, then, and then yeah and then we had a lot of stuff backed up and then had these other interviews come along so yeah it's cool to be definitely be able to get back to doing this like we we always want to do so yeah, if, if you're a band listening, underground at gmail.com. Send us your music or whatever you got going on. We'll check it out. But there's 237 previous episodes now you can check out. So get on there and do it. SoundCloud.com backslash thunder-underground. You can find us on iTunes, Google Music, Tuner, Stitching, Mixcloud, all that great stuff as well. Fat on Guys from Megadeth, Kiss, Def Leppard. The list is huge and long. Black Dog, yes. Black Dog, your murder. Yes, uh, yeah, Brax. We had uh, Brax mentioned yeah, him, Trevor, yeah. who that guy was fucking awesome. Yeah, um, and you know, speaking of Kiss, we had Bruce Kulick, who is now in a bit of a tiff with his brother Bob. That's right. Uh, Google that and have some entertainment, everybody. You're welcome. <laughs> right. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. You know, I always wonder on that shit. Bob is the one just running his mouth every goddamn where. Yeah. So you wonder, and yeah, you know, all that shit that he's saying, that shitty shit to have happened to you. But y'all also kind of wonder, you know, he's the one kind of just going off. It makes you wonder, what's on the other side here? Right. So anyways, I don't know. Sorry to get off on a tangent. Because Bruce always seems to like. Yes, just the gentleman. Yeah. So, uh, you don't hear bad things about him outside of from his brothers. Yeah. Restraining (laughs) order and all this crazy shit. So, and if you don't know what we're talking about, just Google it. It's, it's kind of silly, but it's, you'll get a kick out of it. (laughs) Definitely. 
So yeah, check out the Bruce Kulik interview on here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. He doesn't talk about Bob, I don't think, on that. But, hey, yeah. fuck it. I'm on Team Bruce. He was on our show. Fuck it. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, give us a follow on all the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're also on YouTube, at the Thunder Underground. Subscribe there. We've always got videos coming up about uh, reviews of singles or albums in their entirety. Some previous concert reviews, that kind of stuff. So get on there, subscribe to that so you don't miss that. And theathunderunderground.com is pretty much where everything is. You can even listen to this podcast here. That's right. That's right. This is, uh, I guess, supposedly, like, you know, it's nice out. It's like 70 degrees. It's supposed to be shitty, cold, freezing the rest of the week. Yeah. So when we sign off, I'm going to sit on my patio and listen to metal and drink beer. Hell yeah. Because I don't know when I'm going to get to do it again. (laughs) Hell yeah. You guys should do the same, but instead of listening to metal, you should listen to back episodes of the Thunder Underground podcast. Right? Exactly. (laughs) All right. I guess that covers it. Once again, thanks to Brax and Jimmy for doing this, letting us debut the new Violent Victims song, Before Creation. Look for that everywhere on Friday. Give these guys a follow. And as always, a huge thanks to Med Farm and DEB Concerts. Until next time. You guys use your discretion. We talk shit. I mean, you know Dale's one of my fucking closest friends. You know the kind of shit we all talk. Yeah. So yeah, uh, anything that yeah. anybody might take offense to that probably shouldn't be there, feel free to delete. <laughs> if a, I don't know. He knows all the technical I honestly, stuff. If it gets out, it's his fault. I, Dude, and, and, I just show up and fucking ask. I think we did a pretty it. good job today on... Uh, <laughs> I, did, I, I thought we did all right, Monitor. No, all right, not well, but all right. <laughs> yeah, I think we did all right, man. Thunder Underground, y'all.